In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every year on August 6th, we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration of the Lord. Since it falls on a Sunday this year, this being the Sunday Anticipatory Mass on Saturday evenings, is why we celebrate the Transfiguration of the Lord today. As we just read, the Transfiguration of the Lord, this is a beautiful, amazing account in which the God-man, our Lord Jesus Christ, shows who he truly is, that his divinity is coming forth through his humanity. So he's on top of Mount Tabor. He has his three, seems to be closest companions, apostles with him, Saints Peter, James, and John, and he's transfigured before them. The Greek word there is literally metamorphosized. He's metamorphosized right before them. So you can tell that he looks like a human, but still something different is present about him as well. And of course, we have Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets, as they're usually indicated to represent, right there with him. And this is all happening with a theophany at the same time. A theophany is this manifestation of God's presence, usually happens on a mountain from the Old Testament. But we have the Trinity here, because we hear God the Father's voice when he says, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. We have God the Holy Spirit as represented in the cloud. And then we have God the Son and the God-man, our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is being transfigured. Now this transfiguration is something that is amazing. Because in the entirety of our Lord's life here on earth, he manifests who he truly is this one time. You can't say he did it again with the resurrection. You can definitely say that. But this is the one time where he really showed forth his glory through his humanity, showing his divinity. Because when you think of it, he did numerous miracles. Yes, absolutely. But so did prophets from the Old Testament before him. This is the definitive moment for the apostles. They're like, okay, there's something different about him. He's definitely God in the flesh. They're seeing it. They've been growing in their understanding, and now they're seeing it for the first time in the transfiguration. Now, how does the transfiguration then affect us today? As amazing as a moment in salvation history this is, how does it affect us now? Well, how it affects us now is that we are all called to be transfigured ourselves. It's our whole life journey that we too are supposed to be metamorphosized to become like Jesus Christ, to become another Christ in the world around us. So, but how can this come about? How can we be transfigured indeed to become more like Jesus Christ? Some things are pretty self-explanatory. I don't sin. I grow in virtue. I grow in becoming a saint, a holier individual all the days of my life. But still, how do I do that? It's easier said than done. How do I become like my Lord Jesus Christ? How do I become transfigured? Well, we indeed should dive deeply into sacred scriptures. It'd be something that's normal for us in our daily lives. It's not something confined only to Sunday. No, 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 no. It's something that's supposed to be normal. We're supposed to be very familiar with scripture because scripture affects us in a way that we don't realize each and every time we read it, we meditate, on, meditate upon it especially. But what goes even deeper than that is if we go to our Lord where he's truly present, 
in our churches, in our tabernacles, in the Blessed Sacrament, in the Most Holy Eucharist. Definitely there, but even more so in adoration, in adoration of him upon our altars whenever he's in that monstrance. We see that sacred host in that monstrance. And that's because whenever we go and pray before God in the Blessed Sacrament, and especially in adoration, we are always constantly receiving grace from him. We may not ever, ever feel it, as we can feel like when we snap our fingers, we never feel it, but we are receiving that grace, undeniably, objectively so. We are receiving that grace from him every time we come to him before the, in the Blessed Sacrament and before him in adoration. What's really quite awesome for both parishes is that whenever we have adoration, we have a pedestal, then we have the monstrance, the gold device on top with the consecrated host inside of it. That pedestal is actually called a tabor. It's called a tabor on purpose because the mountain that our Lord was transfigured upon, the account we just read, is called Mount Tabor. The pedestal itself is a tabor. Our God, Jesus Christ, is present in the Eucharist on top of that tabor, which means there is a transfiguration happening right there before us. The transfiguration, we could say mystically, is of course our Lord being present in the Eucharist. But it's so that it doesn't end there. It's so that we then be transfigured into Him. That we become more godlike because we are present with Him. When we are present with Him in prayer, we receive the graces we need to shed off more of that old man, shedding off our sinful inclinations, and putting on the new man, our Lord Jesus Christ Himself. In other words, that we receive the capacity, the potentiality, and we can even, if it's God's grace in that moment, become activated to become more like Him. But if it doesn't happen right away, which is usually the case, nonetheless, seeds are planted within us. As we are present before Him in the Blessed Sacrament, especially in adoration, seeds are planted within us that will come to fruition later in life. But notice, us being physically present before Him has to happen first so that the seeds can be planted, so that we can be slowly transfigured, metamorphosized, to become more like Him and less of a sinner, more of a saint and less of a sinner. So my friends, how do you approach prayer before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament? Do you do it? Do you come to, for adoration? We are in the Eucharistic revival in the whole United States of America, emphasizing much more so the real presence of God. And as we draw closer to the real presence of God, shedding off that old man, putting on the new. We are helping ourselves slowly grow in holiness. In other words, slowly helping ourselves on our path of salvation, of making it to heaven. And if we do that, my friends, then we go outside of the church. In ways we don't realize, we start to affect those around us. And we too might be helping because we receive God's grace and it's planted within us. We might be spreading seeds as well more of God's grace to the people around us, that they, sadly, in this very secular world, might start to think, there's something I need to change in my life. I need to draw closer to God. Just something starts to click. How do you approach our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament? How do you approach 
adoration. He's waiting so that you may, like we heard of in this today's account, you too may be transfigured to become more godlike, to become more like him, to become the saint that you are called to become. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.